Hi, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Um, So I am back with another episode, and today we are focusing on how your scoliosis affects your balance. And I'm going to start off by listing a few ways that scoliosis affects your balance, and then I'm going to wrap up this episode with just giving you a few tips and tricks to start working on your balance and to help improve your balance. Um, so if you're a client of mine or a patient of mine, you know that I really like to hammer on this point and kind of drive it home. The fact that if you don't practice your balance, you will end up losing your balance over time. And it is really interesting to have some of the clients that come in who are very, very active people and they can lift a bunch of weights, they can run a bajillion miles, but then I go and I ask them to balance on one leg and they're all over the place. And then I ask them to balance on one leg and close their eyes while they're trying to balance on one leg and you can just forget about it. (laughs) So um, I've gotten a lot of eye rolls (laughs) <laughs> when I ask people do th- to do that. Um, and then that can actually be incorporated as a treatment down the road once we can sort out, you know, where you're lacking with your balance. So that's actually a good way to kind of test and assess your balance. So if you're not driving, if you're at home and you have the ability to try out a couple of these things, let's just kind of do a balance test on yourself and see how you do. So one of the first ways is just simply standing with your feet touching each other and making sure that there's no space in between your feet. If you have knock knees and you can't get your feet together, just try as best as you can to get your feet as close as possible towards each other. And then try and stand there for one minute and see how you do. Should be fairly simple. Um, The next layer is trying that again, repeating it again with your eyes closed and checking to see how you can do that position with the eyes closed. And a lot of times you'll feel yourself swaying a bit more. You'll feel the foot and the ankle getting a little bit more wiggly and wobbly, and you might have a harder time holding your balance there. Now, the the next step, um, obviously, sorry, not obviously, um, you want to try and maintain your balance for about a minute in that position with the feet touching. And then the next step is to try and stand with one foot directly in front of the other. So you're just standing heel toe and you can use 
ideally not use anything to situate your feet. Hopefully you can just kind of step that foot ahead and try and hold that position for one minute. And then the next step is trying that again with your eyes closed. So that is a lot harder, um, narrowing that base of support even more. And then finally, the last test is standing on one leg and try and hold that for one minute. You should be able to hold that for a minute. And then trying that again with the eyes closed. So the reason, one of the reasons this can be really challenging for people with scoliosis is because we have imbalances. Our spine is shifted off to one side and then our hips tend to be shifted the other direction. So you may notice when you're trying to do that single leg balance exercise or test that you're really steady when you're standing on one leg. And then when you go to stand on the other leg, you're all over the place. And that is likely due to the fact that the way that your curve is pulling you, your primary curve is pulling you towards one leg because it's a bit heavier, that curve is. And you're really used to bearing all of your weight on that leg. So it's no problem. You're like, okay, I'm, I chill on this leg all day. <laughs> and then you go and you try and balance on the other side. And it's completely foreign to you because you're used to being over on right leg. And then left leg is like, hey, I, I don't have the ability to hold you up because we are we're hardly used over here. And so that is one reason that we as people that have scoliosis have a difficult time with balance. Another reason is just due to the muscle development that we have, those asymmetries from your right side to your left side. Um, they, they really are highlighted, especially when you're trying to stand on just one leg. So when, um, again, when you're standing on the leg that is used to holding the weight, um, or carrying your weight, you probably have a lot more strength at the side of that hip as well. So your glute med, your glute max, all of the glutes <laughs> that help to stabilize the pelvis. They tend to be a lot stronger, more well-developed, even if you have um, a PT who's going through something called a manual muscle test and just testing all of your strength in all the different directions, they'll probably pick up that, okay, like this, this is your leg. <laughs> this is your dominant leg. And then when they go and assess the other side, it's a lot weaker, it gives way more easily when, against their resistance when they're testing you. Um, and then the third reason that you are probably having a bit more difficulty with your balance than someone that doesn't have scoliosis is due to your, your proprioception. So um, this is really highlighted when we're comparing the way that you're able to balance with your eyes open 
versus with your eyes closed. So a lot of times people are able to balance very well with the eyes open. And then when they close the eyes, they're having a lot more difficulty with that. And there's three systems that come into play when we consider someone's balance. So the first system that is our vision, our, I don't know if you've ever had anybody tell you that, you know, when you're trying to balance, if you focus on one spot, it'll help you to maintain your balance a lot better than if you're looking all over the, the room or moving your head, um, that will challenge the balance a little bit more. And then the second system is called the vestibular system. And that is held within the inner ear. And um, that helps us to know where we are in space. And then the third system is your proprioceptive system. And actually that's the one that tells us where we are in space that um, you have little proprioceptors in every single joint in your body. And when you close your eyes, that's the system that like, if you raise your arm out to the side, it's letting you know that your arm's out to the side type of thing. Okay. So when we close your eyes, we're heightening, we're increasing the demand on those other systems that, um, are, are involved with balance and help you to balance. So when we're used to, um, you know, relying upon our vision, we're looking at an object ahead of us and we can see, okay, like we're straight up and down right now. And then when we close our eyes, you know, we start to fall into the curve a little bit more and be pulled more, more off center. And that's because we're not able to use our vision for feedback to help us stay upright. And another reason, the fourth reason uh, people with scoliosis might be having a little bit more difficulty with balance is due to pain and discomfort. So when you're in pain, um, whether that's in your back, your hips, your legs, somewhere else, it can be a lot more difficult to maintain your focus. And when you're not focused, kind of like we were talking about, it's really hard to balance before you have your coffee in the morning, <laughs> when you first wake up, when you're kind of all over the place, it's hard to balance. Same idea when you're in pain, you're distracted, you're, your mind is is tired and fatigued because you always have that pain sensory input going on in the background and it gets pretty exhausting. So that will also impact your balance. And then finally, the last um, way that you might have a little bit of trouble with your balances because of neurological uh, difficulties. Um, so this could be, you know, um, numbness and tingling in the foot or, um, you know, weakness within that leg. And 
if you can't feel your foot and then you close your eyes and you're trying to balance, <laughs> you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So um, those are the ways that as someone with scoliosis, your balance might be impacted. So now we're going to talk about a few ways to improve your balance with scoliosis. The first way is learning how to hold yourself in a corrected position. So finding your midline, finding a better center. Um, I shouldn't say better center. Finding a more centered position, centered way to hold yourself. Um, that is a very helpful thing for your balance. So kind of like we were talking about earlier, if you're resting in your curve and resting in that prominence, it's already fairly heavy in comparison to the rest of your spinal structure. You're just going to continue to be drawn towards that side. So whether you're standing on your dominant leg, non-dominant leg, you're still going to be pulled that direction. When you learn how to hold yourself into a more midline position and then you strengthen within that midline position, it becomes a lot easier to hold your balance. It feels like a lot less effort, like you're not having to play a tug of war with your body to hold yourself upright. It will initially feel that way when you're learning your corrections and when you're learning where midline is, but over time, as you build strength and you get used to that position, balance improves, balance gets a lot easier. The second way to improve your balance is to practice balance exercises. <laughs> this is not people's most favorite thing. And, you know, I, I think that I tend to work with a lot of perfectionists and when they're not good at something or where they feel like they're not good at something, it gets very frustrating to them that they can't accomplish, they can't do something and they may feel a little silly because you're wobbling all over the place and kind of falling out of balance, coming back into balance. It's just not the most comfortable thing to practice. Um, however, with repetition, um, with patience, <laughs> incorporating it into your life. So um, I'm going to touch on that next, but with practice, it's like any other muscle, any other exercise, you can improve that at any point in your life. So I have a woman, she's in her early eighties. I'm sorry, Joan. I can't remember exactly how old you are, but you are in your eighties. And, um, she, when we first started working together, probably three years ago, she was really struggling with her balance. She likes to be active and kayak and golf and all these things. And when she would go to stand up out of her kayak and try and balance herself, she said that she would be really kind of uncomfortable and feel like she was going to fall over. Same thing when she was doing her drive with her golf swing. I think that's the right term. Don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> um, 
she would feel like she was falling out of balance because you kind of have to rotate and come onto one leg um, as you're hitting. So um, when we first started out, she was like, yeah, I just, I stink. I'm not good at balance, but we've practiced and she doesn't love it. Still doesn't love it <laughs> three years later, but her balance has improved. So um, it doesn't matter, you know, what age you're at, there's always opportunity to make improvements there. Um, now, the third way to improve your balance is to incorporate it into your life. Um, a couple of my favorite ways to practice my balance is actually while I'm brushing my teeth. So I have like this little, I have a quip toothbrush and it will kind of prompt me to switch spots in my mouth like every 30 seconds. So I can stand on one leg, you know, while I'm brushing one side, top and bottom, and then I can stand on the other leg while I'm brushing the other side, top and bottom. And there's my minute each side. Now I don't recommend doing that with your eyes closed necessarily, just because you have a semi-sharp object in your hand. I don't want anybody to like choke themselves with their toothbrush when they're falling out of balance. Um, even when you're, you know, standing in line and you're at the grocery store, you can bring your feet in right next to each other and just kind of practice that narrow base of support it may look a little funny or even standing in that tandem position with one foot in the other in front of the other. That's another time where you could practice your balance. And then finally, if you um, are really feeling like you're struggling with your independence and not able to do the things that you want to do because you're afraid of falling. I really highly recommend working with a therapist to uh, figure out if maybe you need an assistive device, whether that's a cane or a walker. Um, those things could be really helpful, even if it's just a temporary thing. It doesn't have to be forever. Um, but, you know, having the independence and the ability to continue to stay mobile and stay active instead of being afraid and sitting in your chair watching TV inside your house, I think it's a better option to have something that helps to build your confidence a little bit. And then in the meantime, you're walking more, you're building more strength and um, you may not need it for terribly long. So those are my recommendations for um, how you can improve your balance. I hope you learned a couple of things. Hopefully you uh, didn't, you know, feel uh, too disappointed with the balance test that I walked you through and you did well. Um, but if not, there is hope and there's a way that you can improve it. Um, before I wrap up, I just want to mention again that small group scoliosis coaching is something that I offer. It's called the Scoliosis Strength Collective and there are um, wonderful women in those groups who help to support one another, who have gone through 
very similar journey as probably you did. So if you are looking for um, help with your scoliosis, please don't hesitate to reach out. I have a link in the show notes to schedule a free discovery call, and I'd be happy to talk with you um, just about your scoliosis story or situation. And if I'm not able to help you, hopefully I can help point you in the right direction so that you can get the help that you're looking for. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. I hope you have found the information and insights shared today helpful in your journey with scoliosis. Join us again next time for more discussions on living with scoliosis and ways to support those with this condition. Until then, take care and stay ahead of the curve.